Hello, and welcome to the Noise Avocation Podcast. Uh, my name is Ryan. I don't really have a whole lot to say about myself other than I'm uh, an advocate of music uh, in many shapes and forms. I run a record store in northern Michigan called Noise and Toys. Uh, we put this podcast together in the back of that record store. Uh, we decided just to do it for fun and to kind of bring some light to um, lesser known artists or just things about bigger artists that you may or may not know um, and just discuss music in general. And um, my partner Jeremy here was going to tell you a little bit about himself really quick and then we plan to get into our first episode. Hi, my name is Jeremy Jacobs. I am from Alpena, Michigan as well, and uh, I hang out at the record store about as much as the owners, so we figured why not just talk in the back, like Ryan said, to bring light to artists we think need to be heard. They're uh, very talented people, and they get lost in the accesses of the internet and the rat race of life nowadays. You need to sit back and relax and check out some music. And with the amount of music that's released now, it's hard to keep up on things. So there's a lot of times where something great may go under your radar because it happens to me. I'm sure it happens to Jeremy. It happens to everybody. Um, uh, we're always messaging each other back and forth, uh, recommending new things that we found, or whether it be old or new or across the whole span of genres of music you know sometimes it's jazz it might be a metal album it might be hip-hop um, whatever it may be we're just here to share that information with you because why not so for the first episode uh this is kind of what brought us to do this podcast in a way um we wanted to talk about an artist named Sarok. Uh, she was has been doing this since probably 2010, 11. Um, I had her first performance written down somewhere in notes, but I don't feel like digging for them right now. Um, she was recently signed to Rhyme Sayers label, which, if you're unfamiliar with the label, is home to uh, Atmosphere, uh, Aesop Rock, Evidence, Brother Ali, uh, Blueprint, Ideas and Abilities, and on and on and on and on. Um, they have a huge plethora of great artists and picked up Saw Rock, I believe, in 2020 or somewhere around there, right before her debut. Yeah, it's, uh, it, she's an amazing artist. Um, some of her tracks that I enjoy, uh, Rockwell's America, which is uh, at his guest spot by Styles P. Um, I just, I don't know, she just, she it's an earworm. She gets in there and you just want to listen to more and more and more. And I just don't understand why people don't give women in hip-hop their fair chance yeah i have noticed a lot of people will immediately dismiss women in hip-hop um especially guys you know the women will sometimes stick with women sometimes go against women you never know but um guys a lot of times will dismiss women in hip-hop because they feel like they're not 
manly or something listening to a woman in hip-hop i'm not sure why um but you miss a lot of great things such as sour rock um she's done 10 complete studio albums so far Some of her influences include Billie Holiday, Outkast, The Bad Brains, Nirvana, and Bjork. Very, very rounded. A diverse bag of... Um, and all of those bands are great. Billie Holiday, Love, Outkast, Bad Brains, Nirvana. So I should point out that for Bad Brains, um, reading into her, she grew up in Washington, D.C., um, and Bad Brains are from D.C. as well, and I'm thinking she fits the age group to where she probably grew up around when Bad Brains were coming to stardom or getting their start in the D.C. area. Yeah, she was born in 81, so definitely would be influenced by the Bad Brains. Um, her discography includes, like Ryan said, I believe 10 albums? Yeah, 10 and- Ten studio albums and two mixtapes, I think, is okay. what I read. And then, you know, I'm sure she has other singles and whatever. Out. And then her producer, Soul Messiah, does have a solo album coming out on Rhyme Sayers soon as well. That and should be interesting. I know, yeah, I know that she's on there on one or two songs. Now, the album that came out before her Rhyme Sayers debut, The Sharecropper's Daughter, the album Gift of the Mag- Magi yep. came out in 2015. I personally do not have that album. However, I can listen to it through streaming, and it is a very, very good record. Um, that is one that most people hear first, it seems like. Um, but the Sharecropper's Daughter and then the Deluxe Mixtape, that's it for me. I think that's... Um, her top stuff as of right now. I think Gift of Magi was kind of around when I found her. Okay. Um, It might have been the one before that, but I can't remember for sure. Extraterrestrial, or I'm sorry, Extraterrestrial was the one before that, um, which actually, now that I look at it, I did find Gift of Magi first. Okay. Um, I think it was that uh, one Jizza sample that she has on Hood Supreme. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe that was probably the first song that I heard. Um, But she, I don't know, she writes, her rhymes are great. Um, The content reminds me a lot of Black Thought from The Roots. It's very woken. Uh, It's very strong. Uh, you know, she has a lot of that to her. There isn't, she's not going to be like your Cardi B or Nicki no, Minaj. she's definitely or not a Megan party yeah. rapper. And I'm not trying to take away from them. You know, they can all rap great, but um, their content is not going to be the same. She educates. You know, it's uh, conscious hip hop, if you will. Yeah, I believe that's probably how it's. Oh uh, yeah, fit Categorized. into the genres. Yeah, um, but yeah, a lot of information in there. Um, a lot of you know, it's like uh, almost like punk rock album, anti-government. Um, you know, people being mistreated, that kind of thing. 
Well, she also talks about her struggles as a human being, you know, personal struggles through love, loss, relationships, and all that happy stuff. Um, but give her a spin, man. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Um, there is a part in one of the songs where she does bring up how people don't fuck with female rappers. Um, and then it follows that with how her dad taught her not to take every write-up that she gets personally. Um, but me personally, I would think she outdoes a lot of... You could put up any other rapper, male, female, etc., against her. And I don't know if she's a battle rapper, you know, that's its own... Yeah, that's its own That's thing. its own monster by itself. Um, but uh, if you were to just take lyrics in her catalog, she could go toe-to-toe with some of the best, I guarantee that. The name Sarok did come from a pioneer in hip-hop who was one of the first woman women, if not the first woman in a hip-hop group the Funky Four Plus One. She went by the name of Shaw Rock. Um, there wasn't MC Jazzy Jeff in that group at the time, who later down the road sued DJ Jazzy Jeff for the rights to his name, and as far as I know, won. Um, so DJ Jazzy Jeff, MC Jazzy Jeff are two separate people, not the same people to be confused. Um, I cannot remember the year off the top of my head when Funky 4 Plus 1 was out, but I know it was in late 70s, I want to say, like around Sugar Hill Gang Days and Cold Crush and all of that real, real old New York hip-hop. From the Bronx? Yeah, yeah. From the Bronx and, like, MC Light, Queen Latifah and Roxanne Shante and... All the pioneers who were women in hip-hop who I would say probably had it harder than a lot of the guys that were in it because they have to work that much harder to prove themselves exactly. in a predominantly male rap game. I mean, or you can do like Little Kim and just get with Biggie. Get your <laughs> records made. Yeah. Lil' Kim was how old when she got with Biggie? Like 17 she or was something? A, she was young, dude. Jailbait and real yep. close to being illegal. I don't know if they were actually fucking or not. But oh, they were. I would imagine. Were they? Yeah. I never knew if that was confirmed. That was confirmed. I mean, that would be a way to get your records done. I mean, dude, she, I mean, she was a good-looking girl. Very good-looking, I would say, you know, back then. Before all the plastic surgery. and Now she looks like a brat still. Exactly. But then you got Biggie, big, black, ugly. (laughs) You know, shit, how could you say no? But it's the money power Uh brings the respect. And And he had charisma, you know, like that goes a long way. He was probably a funny dude. Yep. Personality, man. um, Back to Sarah. No, that and off I'm, of, I'm coming back around. Off of Little Kim's discrepancies with Biggie. It's it's just the my point in that is Sarah is the complete opposite of that. You yeah. know? There's a a YouTube video, I believe it's uh NSFW, not safe for weak rappers. Um and she 
begins and it sounds like it's Sway interviewing her, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm trying to think of the word, you know, like claims herself as the goddess MC. Like she's not going to let people walk on her or give her that sexual stereotype that she has to fit. Um, yeah, she makes her own way, man. Yeah. Um, and her look is really unique too, which I think is cool. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. Most definitely. But her voice, she sounds like she'd beat the shit out of yeah, you. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Which I, I love, but I, I'm sure that has been an issue for her to where some people heard that and were turned away because they're like, God, she's too masculine, which be. I believe she says that in a song as well. Um, I like that about her. I do too. I think, you know, it's got that real tough sounding, like, she sounds like she'd punch you in the face exactly. if you fuck with her, which she probably would like, if she had to, you know. Yeah, this is our first episode. Uh, you know, we didn't want to script this or make it sound real corny and robot even though it may anyways. But uh, we plan to do a lot more of this. Um, hopefully even maybe one day set up an episode with Saw Rock. But, you know, we've been in the back of the record store for days tinkering with this, um, soundproofing this room changing mic levels trying to get everything sounding as good as we can i'm trying I'm, to be professional yeah <laughs> i'm not a sound engineer jeremy's not a sound engineer i'm aware that there's probably a fan slightly picking up in the background but it is 90 degrees out so deal yourself. with it yeah. thanks for tuning in thank you for tuning in uh we hope we definitely will have more content for you soon we have uh, lists and lists of episode ideas uh, we just wanted to really get this starting and moving um, and give us some ground to improve on and work off of instead of trying to make it 100 percent perfect the first go around 